This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. The way that they finished that game was just really a testament to their dominance, and I think it just really leaves no doubt it should leave no doubt in people's mind who the best team not only in the AFC is right now, but probably in the league. I'm I'm going to use the words of Stephen A. Smith and say, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Okay? Right. When it comes to um, the performance, don't care about what anybody has to say. When the Dolphins were beating down the Broncos 70 to 20 mm-hmm. back in September, we had nothing to say. And so whatever the now the the um it's turned to well Bradley Chubb torn his ACL. And while we hope that Bradley Chubb has a, a full and speedy recovery, one has nothing to do with the other. Bradley Chubb probably shouldn't have been out there to begin with at that point, the way that they were getting beat down, because they certainly had changed quarterbacks at that point. So Bradley Chubb probably should have not been there um at that point in the game anyway so that's the coaching that's the coaching decision you made that decision and unfortunately for him he got hurt and again we don't um pride in in any of that no we don't ever want to see someone get hurt uh but that being said him being hurt has nothing to do with the um exclamation mark that, that you mentioned that the Ravens I felt like had to put on the Miami Dolphins to make sure that they let everybody know that this is who we are, this is who we're going to be, and this is how it's it's going to continue to be um, as the playoffs start to fold. And so I, I felt that that was important for them to not only win, but win big and not make a statement and, and make the statement that they did. Coming into this game, Cordell, I was very nervous. I, I, I This was probably the most nervous I had been about a game, including San Francisco, in quite a while. Um, and I think it was just mainly about the fact that there was so much on the line coming out of the bye week. I think I said that the Ravens can't do worse than three and two. And even at three and two, you still might be pushing it a little bit because the Dolphins were kind of on their heels. The Browns were on their heels. So it wasn't, you know, it was like, even at three and two, you got to be careful. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because when you looked at the Browns schedule, when you looked at the Dolphins' schedule, none of their teams and their remaining teams looked the way that the Ravens did. And so um, it felt like that all of those games were must-wins. And so the Ravens passed the test with flying colors by essentially going 4-0 and in that span as we await um, Saturday's game against the Steelers, which is now irrelevant because they've solidified the number one seed. Right. And look, that's that's what you do. You know, that's what you play this this game for, to be able to set yourself up um, 
for the best possible scenario come January. And that's what they did by clinching home field. And like you, I had some concerns about this game. You know, look, I've, I've watched the Dolphins all year. We all have. We know what yeah. type of team they are when you get them outside of Miami. So while yep. it's not a surprise to me that the Ravens completely blew the doors off them the way that they did, um, I thought Miami would put up more of a fight because they knew how important home field advantage was for them. They know how important it is to – I don't think it means – I said this before. I don't. I don't think anybody in the NFL needs the one seed more than the Cowboys and Miami. Both of those teams mm-hmm. are dominant at home and on the road. They're a totally different team. Um, but I, I think as the game went on, and look, Miami came into the game with their fair share of injuries. No Mostert, no Waddle, among others. But the Ravens, they had their own injuries as well. No Kyle Hamilton. No Brandon Stevens. Marlon goes out early. Uh, no Kevin Zeitler. I mean, this game, you really got to see how deep of a roster the Ravens really have. Um, And I think that's what impressed me the most. I mean, even if you want to go to that late touchdown, those are backups getting in the end, getting in the end zone at that point. You know, this isn't uh, it's it's not like this was Lamar and those guys driving down the field and making that happen. So, um, yeah, credit to the Ravens for the season that they've had to this point, despite the injuries, despite the ups and downs. Um, they, they look, they look as good as they really are. Yeah, I completely agree with you. My favorite thing though, about the Ravens in terms of like how they play, we heard Patrick Queen talk right in the San Francisco game about, they play a brand of style, um, of football that, you know, everybody doesn't want to play. And it does feel like while teams hang around with them for a little bit, um, eventually in the second half, you know, that mentality that the Ravens have wears down opponents um, because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Dolphins are are soft per se. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill is a very tough football player. Um, Jay, they got Jalen Ramsey over there. They got guys. And um, while Mozart did not play and we, you know, he he's a good part of their offense, um, a chain is 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 faster than most start, you know, we can, I think we can all agree with, on that. Um, and it felt like, you know, as the game went on, you know, the, the way that the Ravens play is just very bullyish and that, you know, if you're not doing that for 60 minutes, if no one else is requiring you to do that for 60 minutes, then that could become problematic. And I, I think that a big part of that has to do with the brand of AFC North football, where you play these teams six games a year, and it has always been tough. It has always been gritty. It has always been blue collar, which is a reflection of each city that is in the AFC North. Um, there's a style of football that's played a lot to do with, you know, the weather or what weather used to be when it came to like late uh, November into December. Um, and so there's just a brand of play that I don't think other divisions as a whole incorporate. There might be teams here and there that's a little bit tough, but everybody in their division doesn't incorporate that style of play. And so I think it toughens you. I think that, you know, the Ravens and then, you know, you see Cleveland, you know, with five losses only, it toughens you and it prepares you to play 60 minutes of football against whoever. And you're always going to be in those games because of how you play football. Yeah. I mean, the, the AFC North style of play is is pretty universal. You know, they can uh, play they can they can play with anybody and not many people can play with them. 
Um, it seems to feel that way. You know, you mentioned the Browns and some of these other teams, even Pittsburgh, they don't play uh, great football, honestly, but they just know how to kind of struggle their way to they a grind it out. Times. Yeah. And then teams just, you know, aren't able to kind of uh, withstand the highs and lows that comes with the game, let alone the physicality. And Patrick Queen, he kind of doubled down on that when I talked to him um, after the game. He has some things to say about the way Miami played and how they ran the ball. He felt like, you know, it's December football and Miami is still going outside. They're not coming downhill. Nobody wants to play head-on football anymore, um, in his mind at least. So, uh, yeah, I mean, until somebody proves them wrong, it, it, it's tough to kind of go against what they're saying. Absolutely. And, and that's just kind of how that goes. And and so um, for a couple of series, it did feel like, you know, um, this defense wasn't going to be able to adjust to the speed of Miami, which is extremely fast. They are an extremely fast football team from the way that Tua gets the ball out fast um, from the way that, you know, they run the ball. Of course, we know that they have Tyreek Hill. All of those things plays a role into um, how well that they play. Um, and, of course, they didn't have Jalen Waddle, but still, you know, we know that they're just a very fast football team. Um, when you look at how quick they were able to adjust to the speed, because it, it did take a couple of series, but the one thing that I do like about this defense a lot is that they find ways to adjust fast. It doesn't need to wait till halftime to make the adjustments. They're able to make in-game adjustments that can quickly impact um, the game without having to sit there for 15 minutes and discussing this. Yeah, I mean, like you said, early in the game, it felt like, it was going to be one of those games where you had to keep scoring. 